Welcome to this Sunday's message from the King's Church Mid-Sussex. I don't know what sort of week you've had this week. Uh, This week, my wife, Carol, uh, had a first week of chemotherapy. Uh, It was week one of 12. Uh, But at the end of the first week, I've decided I probably should stop counting. (laughs) Uh, I think we just need to take one day at a time. The first day was all right. Um, We thought, wow, if they are all like this, then like, uh, that's the win, we could do this. Uh, And then we've had some uh, quite iffy days and in amongst it all had a good 24 hours that was just completely rubbish. Uh, kind of days where uh, Carol can't even keep down the anti-sickness meds. Uh, those are uh, some tough moments in that. The only thing after that, I suppose the iffy days uh, seem a little bit better as it happens. <laughs> uh, but in amongst all of that, uh, well, I want to say we are so grateful uh, for your care and your support as a church. Massively, massively appreciate that. Thank you for that. We're so grateful, uh, cards and messages. Uh, We're so grateful for people asking how we are and the people who try not to keep asking how we're doing. (laughs) I know we're all trying to walk through some of that and just thank you, thank you. Most of all, uh, we are so grateful for your prayers. Uh, It's what it means to be church, uh, to live in joys, celebrate great moments and to live through some of the rubbish of life too to walk through it together and to pray through it together is just incredible i'm so grateful there's a time in the bible when some guys were pretty determined they were going to carry a sick friend to jesus Uh, and uh, i think carol and i probably prefer being friend carriers <laughs> but this week I know we've been carried by your prayers we're so conscious of that uh, it, uh, it is the church and it's, uh, it's incredible <laughs> I say all of that because a while back a long time before this week Jim asked me to speak about prayer and uh, he asked me to say something in particular about how we pray together <laughs> of all the things Uh, and as I've thought about this in the days leading up to today and felt so conscious of your prayers I thought what can I say to you church about it you are outstanding you're really good at this Uh, what I hope I can say is encourage us to pray all the more uh, in every season that we live through together Uh, and so I hope that this is an encouragement to keep doing something you do very well. Uh, you're so good at Prayer is a really, really big deal for us Christians, isn't it? Uh, it's just fundamental to following Jesus. Prayer is breathing our believing. That doesn't just sound tidy, it's true. Prayer is breathing our believing. It's essential to connecting with God. It is faith, hope, and love, like front and center in how we live 
and how our lives matter together. And yet, curiously, despite all of this, I think it's probably worth recognizing as I begin that um, prayer can be very, very helpful, but it can also be really quite hard. Um, I find that, and I guess any of you might find that too. Prayer can seem both incredibly obvious, of course that's what Christians do, and yet sometimes it seems quite odd. We're talking to God, I mean, I can't hear him. What's he saying? Is he there? Is he listening? In any circumstance. So while I say that prayer is breathing, it's the very oxygen of our faith, sometimes I recognize I forget to even breathe. Maybe you do. I don't even notice that I've stopped praying and breathing and, and my spiritual head starts to spin and I, I wonder why. I'm so grateful for the ways that we get to encourage each other to, to keep breathing, to keep living uh, the faith that we have and connecting with that faith in prayer, to keep sharing that. I don't know why it is. Why is it that the really important things in life, the, the things that we all need for our good and to live well and stay healthy are, are not always the easiest things? <laughs> I wonder if... We always see prayer as essential, as so vital to our life and our health. I hope we do. Now, I recognize uh, in wanting to think how I could talk to you about prayer that I am prone. I've, this is my confession. I'm prone to overthinking things. Sometimes, I, as I think about prayer, I find it hard finding the right metaphor. What can I compare prayer to to help us understand its, its value to us as individuals and to who we are together? I wonder how you would describe prayer as you know it in your life or as, as you really want to know it and grow in the way that you pray yourself or pray with other people. Maybe it's uh, like that old board game, Othello, with the little black and white counters. I think it sells itself on a minute to learn and a lifetime to master. Prayer can feel like that a bit. It does to me sometimes. Perhaps it's a little bit like trying to explain to someone how to drive a manual car. I don't know if, you, uh, if this makes sense to you, but you sort of do it yourself for years, and then you, someone asks you if they will sit next to them, and can you tell me what you do? And you think, well, I, I just uh, I put my foot on the clutch for an accelerator. You know, one goes down, the other one comes up. Uh, uh, and you start talking to them about the biting point and stuff, and they're like, what? You know. You know, would I do that? And, and you're trying to explain, well, this is what you've got to do. And ultimately, they've got to put their foot on the pedals. They've got to do something to think, well, oh, yeah, no, all right, no, I can feel it. It changes a bit more revs. I can, I can feel it connecting. It's going to move me now if I do that. Maybe there's something of what prayer is. There's something that I can tell you what prayer is, but there's a bit that's up to you, a bit that you've got to connect with. You've got to put your feet on it and, and feel it. You've got to know how it might lead you and move you in that way. How do I describe prayer? Where do I begin with that? One of the places I want to begin is to, with a phrase that Jesus used about prayer. <laughs> uh, it's something I was keen to say here. Uh, Jesus, when he talks about prayer in his Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 6, says... When you pray, 
because it's not a matter of if you pray, it's, it's more obviously when you pray. Now, if you've got a better memory than me when I was preparing this, you might have already thought hearing me say that. Didn't he just say that, though, back in January? Because I did a preach on prayer as part of a series we did, A Life Less Ordinary, on the Sermon on the Mount. And I preached when you pray, and I'd completely forgotten about it at this point in my study. So that's bad. That really didn't get too far into my life. I hope it was more helpful to you. I went back and listened to it again, and it was, it was quite helpful. I'd, I'd really thought about quite a lot of stuff then. What a shame that I'd completely forgotten it. But I think at the time, and what I was trying to say at the time, that all prayer is relationship. All prayer is relationship. And as I listen to that, I think in some ways, I wonder, is all relationship prayer? I'm, I'm not quite sure. I probably need to think about that a bit more. But Christian prayer is primarily about a relationship with Jesus. Knowing him, speaking to him, conscious of what matters to him, that, our relationship with Jesus. But it's also about our other relationships with other people and with stuff. And that's what Jesus is speaking about when he speaks about when we pray. Because each of those three relationships, your relationship with Jesus, your relationship with other people, your relationship with stuff, are all somehow interconnected in prayer. That's fundamental. If, you, if your relationship with stuff is off, your relationship with other people will go spaffy. If your relationship with other people means too much to you, you know, or not enough to you, you, you'll end up having an unhealthy relationship with stuff and so on. They're fundamentally related. I couldn't get away from that. I listened to it and I thought, well, I still need to say something about it. I need to repeat myself. We, if I needed reminding, I hope you'll forgive me, that maybe we all needed reminding today. I can't get away from it because we are relational beings. That's, I believe, how God's made us. So we don't so much need to learn how to pray, but what we need to do is to master prayer. And it takes a lifetime to master prayer in that way. Praying with Jesus and praying with others. Fundamental to what prayer is and what it can grow to be in our lives. Prayer is the relationship, you know, with that in any sense, that we would have with whatever personal thing we're hanging on to at the core of our being. It's where all our hope is. And for Christians, of course, our hope's in heaven. It's with Jesus who's died and risen for us and offers us eternal life. But without hope, that God's in control of your life, I, I recognise you're probably not going to speak to him, are you? I mean, well, not very much. You might decide instead to be angry with him or dismissive or distant from him. Uh, not only that, you're likely to form a relationship with anything else that you think will give you the kind of hope that you know that you need in your life. Whether that's the money that will help you feel in control enough of your life or, or whether it's some means of self-medicating your life so that you can forget the things that you can't control for a, a few minutes at some way. But with hope in God, when we pray, uh, we will choose to say, no, my hope is fixed in you, Jesus. To pray, as Jesus said, 
to your Father. To think, our hope orients us to pray. Pray to your Father, he tells us. Christians, Jesus follows, choose to believe that Jesus is the center of the universe. And we orient our prayers by that. That that means the most real thing any of us can do in our day and our time, as much as there will be a lot of important things we might feel we need to give attention to or other less important things that we might feel incredibly distracted by, the most important thing that we can do in our time and the most real is to pray to your Father who is in heaven. The ultimate reality to face him, to talk to him. And prayer can and should reorient us in that kind of way. I wonder what you're hoping for when you pray. I wonder where that core of your hope is. I wonder if you want prayer to reorient you, or if, frankly, you're at that stage of mastering prayer where you're kind of hoping that prayer is going to shift God a little bit more, frankly. I think we've all been there. I've been there for sure. But we believe that because God is the center of the universe, the most real thing to do is talk to him. And it reorients in, in so many ways. It reorients our priorities. What do I consider that God wants as I pray to my Father who's in heaven? What would his holiness want in my life or in the world, in the circumstances I see around them, in my community, in, in my nation, in the, across the globe? It reorients our perspectives to pray on earth as it is in heaven. It reorients our hopes for all that we think that we want daily. What provisions we need in life. It reorients our grace recognizing our forgiveness and finding a readiness in prayer before your father to forgive others it reorients our trust I'm I'm not going to organize all this for myself you lead me Lord Jesus you deliver me take me where you need me to be take me away from where I shouldn't be Prayer will reorient us in all of those ways as we are praying to our Father. We're praying for a different relationship then with other people and stuff. And actually, if praying to God is the most real thing we can do and the most important way it reorients us, I'm going to suggest that maybe the most important thing we can do together is then to pray together perhaps when we're praying together we are being most real maybe when we pray together someone described it two dimensional relationships become kind of three dimensional in an incredible way that God has ordered that we might know him connect with him and connect with each other Jesus talked, you know, about getting alone with God. When you pray, he said. Uh, And he was concerned about that because of how it reorients us towards and into right relationships. 
Prayer for Jesus was not primarily about getting alone and being alone. Uh, And it's never meant to be that way or to stay that way for any of us. Praying alone helps us stop unhealthy relationships where we might be trying to pray to impress somebody else (laughs) or where we might be praying for their approval or to put themselves down or to promote ourselves. Jesus says, if you're going to pray like that, I think you need to go into your room and pray to your Father who's in heaven because that will reorient you. But what he's beyond all of that He's not staying alone in prayer because staying alone in prayer seems unlike Jesus and seems unlike the rest of the Bible, frankly, because all of that's going to a place in heaven where we will be praying. You know, even now I'm praying on earth as it is in heaven. Who is praying on their own in heaven? I don't think so. There's a multitude before the throne celebrating God together. Jesus goes on to routinely ask people, to go with him and stay with him in prayer. It it happens again and again. I was looking through the Gospels. In Luke 9, verse 18, it says this. Now, it happened that as he was praying alone, that's Jesus, the disciples were with him and asked him, and he asked them, who do the crowds say that I am? And as I'm thinking about this and trying to work out when Jesus prayed alone, it sort of stands out to me. Hold on, was Jesus alone or not? Well, it turns out he wasn't alone, was he? Was he? And then I'm like, oh, cheeky. So was he actually praying or was he chatting with his disciples? Because I've done that and I thought that was a bit, oh, I didn't know. I thought prayer had to be cleverer, more sort of something else. There he is, he's praying about, I'm going to guess, he's praying about who God is. Somewhere in his prayer, God's speaking to him. And he's, he's remembering who he is, who he's called to be. And the most obvious thing to do in that is not to like, but to like, who do you guys think that I am? It overflows. One leads to the others. Was he praying or I wrote here, was he praying or chatting with his disciples? And anyway, what's the difference? It's provocative to think about it. Jesus wants to be prayer to be how you and me, we connect most meaningfully with each other. It's vital. There are lots of great ways to connect together. I was thinking of others. First and foremost, I was thinking of cake when I wrote this. I don't know why. Cake is a great way to connect together, isn't it? But prayer is even better. That's what we find in Jesus in how he's speaking to us. As I read the Bible, Jesus praying, there's a definite direction of travel. Even though he starts on his own and he's without his family, he's calling others, and he's asking them specifically to pray with him. He's, he's turning up at their locked-in prayer meetings. He doesn't always even wait to be invited. Suddenly, he's there with them. Prayer, Jesus' prayer, has a huge amount of focus on other people and towards other people, leading them, speaking to them, asking them, connecting with them in the most incredible ways. I wonder where are our prayers leading towards others. It's been great. We've done exactly that 
There we are worshipping this morning and we're praying for global events. That's no crunching gear change. In the presence of God, he's looking across the earth. He's looking at lives and all the circumstances in the world. Of course we bring uh, disasters and difficulties around the world in prayer to God in his presence as we worship him. What a great example of everything that I'm trying to teach us today. How, so how are our prayers leading towards others? How are they shaped by and connecting with the prayers of other peoples? One absolutely key way that we can do this, and I want to speak about for a few moments, is in life groups. Prayer is the best, most important reason to go to a life group. I don't know what reasons you have for being in a group or maybe not bothering to go to a group. Maybe making sure that it, it's, you uh, are able to be there or, or, or running a group or, or, or maybe not doing that. Cake is a good reason for going to a life group. Did I, did I mention that? Cake is a good reason for going to a life group. But prayer is an even better reason for being in a life group and connecting with other people. If you are not yet in a life group, please let me encourage you to consider being in one. We would love you to be able to pray as part of this church, as part of a group. It's vital for us. I don't know if the guys at the back could put a slide up. There are, on the slide, there's a QR code. You can point your phone at that code. Uh, and uh, it will take you to a website where you can look at groups that are happening in the church and see if there's a, a great place for you to be part of a group. We'd, I'd invite you to do that. This is a legal phones out in the preach <laughs> kind of moment. Please do. While we are thinking about that, maybe while some of you are looking at that, I was with our life group leaders last weekend and I was asking about prayer. And some of the things that we, uh, you know, and asking about how they prayed in the group and how they saw answers to prayer. And I've written down some of the great things that they shared with me. I asked them, what did you pray about together? One said, prayed for healing for a knee condition. What happened when you prayed? And I specifically asked them, say what happened that you weren't expecting that uh, you thought, okay, this is probably a God thing. What did you pray about together? Prayed for healing for a knee condition. What happened when you prayed? Knee was healed. How cool is that? Amazing. That was, uh, you know, there was someone in the group I've had messages from this week from a group praying for someone's mum who'd been unwell and is messaging the group to say, They've made a great recovery. Sometimes people are praying for somebody in the group and their knee gets better. Sometimes they pick on people who aren't even there and they're still getting better. That's fantastic, isn't it? Another one, what did you pray about? We prayed about a relative getting into a hospice. There'd been some issue and uh, it didn't seem like it was going to be possible. What happened? They were taken into the hospice on the day that we'd requested a doctor visited. Doctor visits them suddenly... It all happens. Are they going to get into a hospice? We pray they do. Amazing. That's brilliant. 
What did you pray for? House move issues. What happened when you prayed? Paperwork suddenly completed. Oh, brilliant, eh? What did you pray for? Uh, illness. What happened when you prayed? Healing and peace throughout the hospital process. Just great. Uh, in whatever ways. Sometimes people are healed, sometimes they just know God walking through the process with them. It's just great to see whatever answers uh, people see. What did you pray for? Job. What happened when you prayed? Peace in job. Not the outcome they thought, but uh, a peace that passes understanding in where God wanted. What a great answer to prayer. And what great faith to see God's answer, even when it's not necessarily what we might be expecting. Our groups are praying. There was a whole fistful of things. Jobs, accommodation, school and college places, house moves, families, relatives, parenting. Anybody need to pray with anyone about their parenting? <clears throat> Marriages. Praying for children with special needs. Trying to get diagnosis and support. Praying for hospital appointments. Uh, uh, when they're hard to get. Leaders said to me, what great encouragement they are seeing in their groups uh, because people are praying together about the same things and even when they're not sure if they've seen an answer to their situation, there's great encouragement. Think, oh, wow, but we prayed for you last week and that's fantastic. You've, that, you've seen an answer, that's fantastic. Let's pray again. What a great thing that we're able to connect together in prayer and bring our lives together before God is fantastic. Like I said in the beginning, please let me encourage you to pray all the more for each other. You church are good at this. Uh, there are many ways that we can do it. I particularly want to encourage you to do that in life groups. But let's make every opportunity that we have when, uh, to pray for each other. Maybe you might join a group if you are not yet in one. If you're, if you're in a life group already, I want to encourage you, turn up ready to pray your best prayers. What's going to happen at your life group this week? I hope you are going to be there in prayer saying, I'm here for you, group. This is, I'm, I want to pray in this. If you are leading a life group, well done. Yes. Well done, life group leaders. We, we love that you do that. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am publicly asking you, so they know that I've asked you now, I'm publicly asking you to lead your groups well in prayer. Keep doing that. I know, what, I know how it is with the cake and the prayer in a life group evening. Uh, don't forget the cake. Please never forget the prayer. It's great for the way that we connect together. We'd love that. And so what I want us to do right now actually is to pray together and so I'm going to pray and then I'm going to lead us uh, in praying together okay Heavenly Father I thank you that we get to come before you we thank you because of Jesus that we live lives uh, in the throne room of heaven. We remember the dramatic events of your death when the curtain in the temple was torn 
and suddenly access to heaven, to your presence, to the holy of holies before God was, was made possible by the way, your sacrifice. That we know forgiveness and a right to come, that you invite us to come, and that frankly you pursue us when we forget to. We thank you for the ways that we can know you in prayer. We thank you for the way that we sense your heart and it leads us to each other. I thank you for the ways that we get to carry each other to you in prayer. I thank you that we get to be those kind of friends. I thank you, God, for uh, ways that these people carry me in prayer. And I thank you for the times I can get to carry them too. I pray, will you keep leading us and growing us as a church in prayer? I pray, will you keep building hearts together? Lord, we, uh, we want to master it. We confess our weakness in it. And we want to be a better praying church. So I pray for prayer in this place in ways that will make such a difference here uh, in this church and for the many who are not in this church, <laughs> for our towns, for our homes, for our workplaces. Lord God, would you keep growing us in prayer? Amen. What I want us to do next, I'm going to invite the band to come back. We're going to worship in a few minutes. But I would like us to pray together in this moment. It's not something... Uh, sometimes we invite you to come to the front and we will pray with you. What I'm about to suggest could be chaos because it's none of that, okay? Uh, but because you're good at praying with each other, I'm going to ask you to do that and I'm sure it'd be good. I would encourage you, maybe... Uh, there's somebody here that God wants to put on your heart to pray with today. And I would encourage you, maybe it's someone you know, perhaps it's someone you had a conversation with on the way in, and you chatted about something and you thought, even in the moment you thought, perhaps, oh, I'd love to pray for them. And things went on and children needed to get into King's Kids and it never happened. Let's do that now. Let's pray for you. Maybe it's someone else in your life group. You've been praying for them. And you want to go and tell them and pray with them right now. Perhaps it's your life group leader. Perhaps you need to pray for them uh, for the way they lead in the prayer. Go and find your life group leader. Maybe it's someone who's not in the room. Or, or maybe you're not in the room. Perhaps you're watching online. Uh, this is another legal phone-out moment. If you want to connect with someone and tell them you're praying for them right now, you can do that. Praise God for WhatsApp and ways that we can encourage each other. I'd encourage you to do that, even if you're not with them. If they're not here now and you would like to pray for them, uh, then you could get your phone out and say, I just wanted to let you know I've been thinking about you. Here's what I want to pray for you. And share that with them right now. I would love us to make a moment. Maybe, you'd, maybe this is all a bit of a thing and you're like, oh, well, no, I don't want to walk around the room. You can hide in your phone. You can, please feel free put your head down, pray, or just think it'll soon be over, because it will. <laughs> That's okay. Please. There's no pressure here. I don't, I don't want that. I want to invite you who are good at praying together. 
to respond right now in the ways that we choose to pray together. And then in just a few moments, we're going to worship. So you haven't got long. Let's do this and then let's worship Jesus together. Thanks for listening to this message from the King's Church, Mid-Sussex. To connect with us online, visit tkc.org.uk. We hope you'll join us again soon.